everybody, and welcome to episode one of Game of Thrones Review uh, Geek Freak Special. I am Frank, and I'm with Jonathan. Hey, hey, hey. And today we're going to be going over that episode one. First of all, before we get to that, um, it's season eight, episode one. And I say you got season seven on your paper. Nice. <laughs> uh, first of all, corrections from last time when we did the theories. I had mentioned that the prophecy had said a little brother was going to kill Cersei. That's mm-hmm. book only, apparently, not uh, TV show. See, yeah. So that doesn't necessarily have any bearings on the TV show. Or they didn't add it in the TV show because they didn't want to give it away. Mm. Look at it however you want to. True. Just saying. Uh, also, a quick note on our, our schedule this week. I had put it out on our Patreon and on our Twitter. Um, it's going to be a pretty crazy schedule this week. We have a Division game review coming up this Thursday. Uh, of course, there's the Outlast podcast that'll be review, uh, coming up this week. That's our sister podcast. Um, then we have we have another Game of Thrones one coming up next week. But in between that, we have a regular episode. So so expect regular episodes coming up soon. This is just the third Game of Thrones episode in a row. Mm-hmm. We're not a Game of Thrones podcast, although I'd love to be. Right. But, that'll, but be sh- that'll be short-lived pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but there's going to be... Oh, there's prequels coming up. You can really... Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's going to be a lot more coming up. I just wanted to kind of... Give, give you a heads up, like, we have a lot of content coming up, so make yeah. sure you guys subscribed. Okay, so, uh, let's get into uh, Game of Thrones. I really like this premiere. How'd you like the episode overall? Overall, it was amazing. It wasn't action-packed, but that's what you expect from the first episode of a new season. Right, right. It really laid out where everyone's at, and uh, did more character development, bringing all these powerhouse characters together in similar, you know, in the same setting, pretty much. Yeah. So. Um... That's a loud truck that just drove by. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so one thing I, I liked is it was a lot of people. We had this in the last season as well. It's a lot of people like reuniting. They haven't yeah. reunited in a long time. Yep. A lot of my notes are this person reunited with this person, that person with that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get to see a lot of that, which is really cool. This is kind of, you know, this is our last season. So it's a lot of like heartwarming moments like that and what yeah. that means to us. It's kind of kind of tying loose ends, but not really. It's just, it's reconnecting people who you would hoped at some point would see each other again. Arya the Hound, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, brings so. that, uh, what do you call that, closure yeah. to, to their journey. So it was pretty cool. And ended up, my favorite one was the last one because I didn't even think it was coming. Yeah. And then when you saw it, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh my, my God, that's so many doors open. <laughs> and they, they were even like hinting at it throughout the entire episode that there's one more to come. Yeah. Reuniting, so we'll get to uh, it, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so we start off with the intro. Whole new intro. How'd mm-hmm. you think of this intro? Oh my God, it was so much more detailed. That was so yeah. cool because... I mean, from the beginning of the series, I love the little gears moving and stuff in the map All the as mechanisms. goes over it. Yeah. yeah. And the beautiful music, of course. But as we see in this one, it starts with showing the wall down and yeah. it comes from the north down, and it, uh, which is reverse order of normal. And uh, in each kingdom, they go into the kingdom and actually show moving parts inside the, the yeah. buildings and the castles and stuff. Really phenomenal. We're actually seeing the throne room and the Great Hall and the Winterfell yeah. stuff. Uh, we saw the Winterfell crypts, which is going to be more and more important. There's already mm-hmm. an important moment that happens in this episode. Yeah. I have a feeling that we'll see more of the crypts. Mm-hmm. They've always been kind of this like mysterious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I thought was really cool about that intro part is we were seeing the tiles, the white tiles turn blue. Yeah. They showed like the spread of the dead. Yeah. So by the way, uh, another little piece. Let's talk. Whenever we mention the White Walkers and the mm-hmm. Whites and like that. The show keeps calling them the dead, so let's just call them the dead okay. for the sake of easiness. Yeah, uh, unless you're specifically well. talking about a White Walker, right? Yeah, or the because, Night King. Because otherwise, you're like, oh, the White Walkers are coming down here, but the show's not calling them that, and I don't want it to be confusing to yeah. people who may not, you know, the, the yeah. details. Dividing the the whites between the White Walkers. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. it's a mess. So we'll just call them the dead. Yeah, so have that whole group coming down. I like it. Another thing I wanted to mention about the intro is at the end they made sure to emphasize the dra- or the I'm sorry the lion that's in the throne room at King's Landing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of important because. 
you got to remember that it's supposed to be held down by Baratheons. Yeah, so it should be a, a elk, right? Yeah, Cersei's technically ruling in her husband's name. Yeah, her son's name. In her son's name, right, who was passed down through the Baratheon bloodline. So it yeah. should all be still stags. Yeah. Should all be the, the, the deer, the elk, or whatever. Um, so yeah, so the fact that there's a lion there, which the lion was there, put there by Joffrey, but the fact that they're emphasizing it is a really yeah. good sign of like out with the old Cersei's got this. She's yeah. locked it down. She's almost like another ruler stepping in and you know what? I'm taking the throne because it's yeah. such chaos, even though it's her family who's put it in the chaos. Yeah. But she's stepping in as an overthrower of her own a, kingdom. Oh, good turn right there. She overthrew the Baratheons yeah. slyly. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we start off with John and Daenerys. They're coming into Winterfell. This mirrors the pilot episode when we got mm-hmm. to see Robert Baratheon come in. Yeah, there's all this excitement. Matter of fact, speaking of the mirroring, Arya is there and she's noticing a little kid that's running around, like, yeah, like excited to did. see the new king, like her and Bran yeah. both did in the first yeah. episode. I really liked that. I like that when she sees John coming in on the horse, she's so like excited to see her brother finally. Yeah. After all these years, he could have been long dead, even though she heard word of him. But to see him. She wanted to jump out and, and yell his name and get his attention and, and call to him. Why do you think she didn't? I think that it's, you know, I'm, I'm not sure exactly why, but I would assume it's because she has a little more restraint and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I she's, was, she's really good at, like, playing chill. Like, John almost breaks that in her. Yeah. But she's really good at being, like, a shadow right now. Yeah. She's so assassin mode. So that's what I was thinking. It was her, her training in the Faceless Men that just teaches her, like, you know, everybody will see who I am now. I'll be exposed. The whole community will know that John's little sister's here. Like, yeah. we don't need that to be exposed. When Which the time is right, me and her, me and him will talk privately. Kind of. Exactly. So, in the weirwood. When yeah. It's kind of like this place where Ned Stark has always gone to kind of like be by himself. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a good mo. That's a good point. I never, I didn't really think about that, how she's like approaching him later on when it can be more stealthy. Yeah. But yeah. And I think John is the only thing that would break that in her. Yeah. Because she, she has that connection to him where she kind of wants to. Yeah. And if times weren't so dire, she probably would have jumped at it. But I think she knows she still needs to remain faceless for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, Danny meets the whole Stark family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa obeys policy and like saying Winterfell is yours. She's clearly not happy about all this. <laughs> yeah. But I like that that was her first response. That was very, very well thought politically. Yeah. As soon as she meets uh, Danny, she bends the knee verbally. She yeah. she says Winterfell is yours, you know, my what you say, my queen or my lady or whatever she said. Uh your grace, I think. Your grace. Which is yeah. the king's one, That's which right. is the queen's version of it. Or yeah. She's one character that I really like the most in her growth. You know what I'm saying? First season, I could not stand her. Mm-hmm. Now she's one of my favorites. I like everything she's saying right now. Yeah, that's true. She went from being very naive to just being quiet and learning, and now she's pretty wise, even though she's still not I don't, I, I don't wouldn't put her as a game player yet, but she's she's learning know. to be the next generation of game players. I think she's thinking like Littlefinger and all them have taught her. Like she knows like the whole Cersei thing, thinking that the Cersei, the Lannister army's coming up. Mm-hmm. She knows that's full of crap. Yeah. She knows yeah, that's a her lot. comment to Tyrion that kind of put him like, oh, damn, you're right. Like really made him question his own decision making. Yeah. That was pretty. And it just shows how much she's she's on top of it now. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, Bran shows off his powers by mentioning Viserion. Mm-hmm. How he now the Night's King's taking Viserion one of time for all his pleasantry. Which I was like, okay, so Viserion did melt the wall. They know that the dead's coming. So that tells you that they know that the undead dragon is back. At first, when I saw it, though, I was like, wait, she doesn't know about him being coming back to life yet. Yeah. So Viserion, if anyone's confused, is the name of the dragon that oh, yeah, the, the undead took. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Viserion's one of the dragons. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Rhaegal and Drogon are the other ones. So. Ray, yeah. Rhaegal's the one I couldn't remember the name of. Which it becomes important in this episode, too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so he's just showing off his abilities, which is which is good. 
Bran, though, he's so disconnected because really they, they even talk about, I think Mira Reed's the one that said it, is mm-hmm. you died in that cave. And yeah. so Bran, it's like Bran's not in the show anymore. Now this is the new Three-Eyed Raven. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I really, it's like I don't care about Bran anymore because of that. He's so dead in the face. Yeah, but I feel like his character's still dormant because he hasn't done anything since he left that cave, pretty much. So I'm expecting like right, John, yeah. John going to the Werewoods is just a, you know another step in that direction. Pretty soon, there's going to be an episode that that pulls you know uh, peels open Bran's uh, experiences, yeah, and shows so much more. They got to show the the ability to see through the trees and time travel and all that stuff. I he, mean, well, he, we've seen a lot of that. He's a, I mean, he's being able to see John's birth and stuff. But that's not the part I want to see out of Bran right now. I want to see oh, the little kid that fell out of the window. I want to see <laughs> that little kid. I want to see. I want to see a little. I want to see a moment where he's happy to see his family. I want to see your your uh, prediction about Bran the Builder to come true. That would be awesome. Oh, I know. <laughs> that, that, yeah, <laughs> that would, I know. That, that would, would take a amazing. deep, long episode to explain how that yeah, ties in. That would be a tough one. I mean, that would be. Oh man, that would be huge. I had a five more episodes to go. <laughs> but I just want to see more of just the normal kid come back but i think that's gone yeah. i don't think we'll ever see that back but it's a shame yeah because it's not around anymore i don't care about the actual character, character. Well, and he's not a kid anymore like he's you know a teenager or whatever now like he even mentions john says oh my god you're a man already and he's like well nearly but yeah but even the way he says that was so coldly i wish he would just like be like i, don't know. I just want him to be he's, happy he's seen the dead he i know he, i know he was with hodor when hodor when he died like, that would take away any soul you had right yeah there. he's got to be crushed happiness is gone yeah. <laughs> so that's fair that's fair yeah all right so we see uh the meeting with the, with the northern lords mm-hmm. uh, none of them are happy to see um daenerys is there and to see liana stark she speaks for all of them i love that <laughs> not liana stark liana no. mormont yeah <laughs> um she is so she's just so amazing she calls she's the biggest out. star yeah, yeah. And she calls him out for putting down your your crown. Yeah, for for serving Daenerys, and they just elected him king of the North. And here he's just like, oh well, I'm bringing you a new queen, and now I serve her. And she's like, WTF? You know, we all just showed our fealty to you, and then yeah. you're stepping down. So um, I love her; she's so awesome. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little girl that stands up amongst all these big men. And I love how she clearly represents them now. Yeah, at this point, she's yeah. not like defying them. No, they're like, hey, Liana, go say something for us. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's and cool. so it was, uh, John spoke up for himself, and then Tyrion steps out and speaks on his behalf, too. I thought that was, I mean, it's always good to hear Tyrion say I love Tyrion, but he's just, he keeps making missteps that aren't quite Tyrion style. I think right mm-hmm. now he's kind of like, I don't know, he's almost kind of like, he's misstepping in a lot of, like last season we saw a lot of that, right? Mm-hmm. All his military choices were not the right choices, basically. Yeah. And in this one, in going in front of the uh, the Starks and the Northmen and saying, "Oh, don't worry, the Lannisters are on their way," yeah. it just seemed like such a misstep. And and then one thing for John too is, I think he's awesome and like that. he says like the crown's not important because he mm. he's correct. Yeah. In this situation, the crown is not important. Yeah. But the way he says it and everything like that, it's like he doesn't understand optics. Like you don't know how to yeah. pitch it to your team. He's the great presidential candidate that doesn't know how to sell himself as a president. Doesn't know yeah. how to campaign. Which is normally Tyrion's yeah. position. Because Tyrion knows how to fix that. And so, it, he messed up on that. Who, if we could find somebody and bring them to John, would be his ideal campaign manager? Like who would be able to speak on his behalf? Well, that's what I'm saying is normal. Well, okay, first off, Davos. Davos is the one that should have talked right there. Because mm, yeah. Davos always is the one that steps in. We talked about this during uh, two episodes ago. Yeah. Davos is always the one that steps in and kind of like speaks up for the leader. And mm-hmm. so Tyrion yeah. like tried to do that, but it should have been the, Davos. He's the bridge between the lords and the people. Always is. And yeah. he's awesome at it. Yeah. And so when Tyrion did it, Tyrion's normally the optics guy, but they're just kind of betraying him a little wrong. I don't really agree with the way they're doing that. Yeah. 
Tyrion should be smarter than this. And it's actually brought up in the next section. But yeah, so it just didn't feel quite right. Uh, one thing I did uh, want to bring up is, and I'll, it's a moment that's fa fast forward later on, but we need to tie it all together. Um, in the first part of the scene, little Lord Umber, he's a little kid. He's mm -hmm. in charge of the last hearth. It's, it's one of the castles up in the north. Yeah, he's like a 10-year-old boy. Right. They're saying, you know, where's your people? And he says, we need more carts and horses and stuff like that to get him down here. Yeah. So he quickly leads to go do that. He's on, he's on orders to do that. We will later on see uh, Torment and Barrett show up to his his castle yeah. with the, with the Night's a, Watch. Yeah. A, a, a group of crows. But yeah. The Night's yeah. Watch. A group of crows. Nice. <laughs> um, oh, so, a murder. Sorry. Oh, a murder of crows. Jonathan, you're killing me. And so they show up there and they see like the Night's King's already been there, ransacked the place. We see that the kid is pinned to the wall with like a spiral symbol, right? Yeah, of like limbs, isn't it? Yeah, of limbs, yeah. And uh, that's the same kid. It's Little Lord Umber. So I just want to kind of like remind everybody that's the same kid. He's actually yeah. the Lord of that that facility, that castle. Yeah. And that spiral symbol has, seen, has been seen a few times throughout the show. Mm. It's seen at the basically the birth of the Night, Night King when they actually changed that one guy mm -hmm. into the Night's King. The um, Children of the Forest did. Yeah. It's seen in the very pilot, the very first shot of the show, when those uh, rangers were uh, above the wall and mm -hmm. then like they were slaughtered. They made that symbol out of body parts. So that's that symbol is like, it is the White Walker symbol basically. Okay. So that's why we've seen it before. That's why we saw it there. That's their banner. They that's basically behind. their sigil. Basically, yeah. yeah. There you go. So um, I just wanted to bring that in because this is a moment where we see the kid, and I want to make sure everybody understands it's the same kid that we see later on. Yeah. It's pinned to the wall. Nice. A very horrifying moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so next thing, yeah, is Tyrion and Sansa they unite again? Mm -hmm. We during this moment, Tyrion's watching them like unload just wagons full of obsidian, that dragon glass yeah. that's going to be used to make tools and weapons mm -hmm. uh, to kill the White Walkers and whatnot. If it wasn't for uh, Danny, uh, I wonder if this moment would have been a little bit softer. But Tyrion and Sansa are very cold with each other, especially Sansa to Tyrion. Yeah, she she's tired of people underestimating her. Tyrion said everybody's underestimated you this whole time. And we see that Sansa had been overestimating Tyrion, basically. Yeah. And the fact that she thinks he thinks that the Lannisters are coming, they're not. And so she thinks little of less of Tyrion because of his. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe you're, or I thought you were the smartest man I knew one time, or something. Like that. Yeah. And so she's thinking less of Tyrion right now. Yeah. And I just think if if he had just come up on his own, and if it wasn't for the whole Daenerys thing making Sansa on edge, mm -hmm. if she would have been like warmer to Tyrion, you know, it's yeah. kind of a that's too bad. I really like the two. To be yeah. friends, at least. You know, they were married at one point, and he was <laughs> her savior for a second. Yeah. yeah. One line I want to make sure we clarify for people in case they didn't know. They were talking about Joffrey's wedding, and mm -hmm. she was kind of with a smirk on her face saying it had its moments. Mm -hmm. The moment she's referring is the fact that he died at the wedding. Joffrey yeah. died at his wedding. So yeah. in case you were like, oh, that's funny that she enjoyed the wedding. No, it's because she escaped because <laughs> Joffrey had died at it. Yeah. That's the moment, <laughs> which was really fun. The purple wedding. where he, Wasn't he poisoned by the Tyrells? Yeah, it was by uh, Olena Tyrell, the old lady. Yeah. yeah. It was part of it, and Littlefinger was in on the plot and everything like that, too. That's why Littlefinger was able to steal her away. That was a good one. Yeah. So I just... That was, <laughs> that was my favorite part right there. Yeah. So um, after that, John goes to the werewolves, right? Yeah, that was the John and Arya moment we were talking about earlier. Mm. My favorite part there was when, when she's like, how did you survive a stabbing with a knife? And <laughs> yeah. his line was, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. How'd you... How'd you... Yeah. Was it, how'd you survive, how did you survive a knife, to, a the knife to the heart? Yeah. That's what it was. was like, yeah, I didn't... It takes a second and she cracks a smile and runs up and hugs him. Yeah. yeah so and that's and that's her like breaking. That's that's classic little Arya. Yeah. Which is what I want from Bran at yeah. some point. I want that moment right there. Yeah. Where you see little Arya just break for a moment and just like, Man. you know, the wolves are back together kind of thing. Yeah. So I'd like to see that. I don't know if we could ever see Bran go back to being normal though. You know, he's so 
defected. Yeah, he might be just be too far gone. They already said yeah. you're dead in the cave, basically. So it's it's yeah. kind of our sign to that. But I like that John chose to to go off like his father would do and and spend time in the werewoods too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it's kind cool. of their because of their religion is the old gods, and literally the werewoods are representative of their old gods. Mm-hmm. It's where they go to meditate and pray. Yeah, is to the forest, yeah. and so that's what that's what John or what Ned would do. He's go out there sharpen his sword and just kind of contemplate by that tree yeah that's where it's so it was a really cool reflection of the ned stark to john snow one thing that was really cool too is she uh mentions you know they, they're talking about needle and she says she's used it a few times yeah. which is like such an underplaying to how awesome she is you know yeah. and then he brings out his sword and like oh it's a valerian i wish she showed like i have valerian too as his dagger yeah but she didn't do that um but she she's the one that recognized right away that it's valerian steel right? yeah yeah so it's cool that now that she She's in the same because she's not a little girl making dresses kind yeah. of thing. She's in the same line of work, you know. She's an assassin, so uh, they they are able to like kind of talk shop together now. That that was all, that was also a cool part because John and Ned both always recognized that Naria when everybody else was like, "Why are you not sewing like Sansa?" Yeah, those two have always recognized like she's a warrior. She's Lyanna Stark reborn, basically. Yeah, so it was really cool to see that. Yeah, and uh, and then we also see Sansa is being. Um, defended by Arya, which is something we didn't expect before, saying she's the smartest woman I've ever seen. Yeah. The smartest person I've ever seen. Yeah. And and really kind of reaffirming the thing like, you're part of the Starks, please decide Starks over everything yeah. else. Blood is thicker than water. Kind well, of and that's going to become so important later on when we find out that, you know, he's not a Stark. <laughs> yeah. So will he still, yeah, I'm sure he will, but I mean, it's going to be one of those things that's going to be coming up later on very soon. Yeah. Uh, then we go to the Iron Fleet and the Golden Company are showing up to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cersei is happy that, uh, that the dead have broken past the wall. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, you're just so freaking cruel, you know? She doesn't understand the problem, really. Yeah. In this moment, right beforehand, Euron's talking to Yara, his niece, mm-hmm. in the bowels of the ship. And he mentions that his, his ship is mute, that all his crewmen are mute. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a book thing, so just a real quick clarification. Yeah, I was going to say, why is that? Are they unsullied or something? Uh, well, no. <laughs> He's like nuts. He uses a lot of magic and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, in the books, he has a lot of, a lot of magic. Well, one thing that happened was they were out in, in this uh, storm uh-huh. for a while. And during this process, he started to go insane. So his crew actually tied him to the mast of the ship mm-hmm. so he wouldn't like jump overboard because he kept trying to jump overboard. Mm-hmm. Once that was done, the, the storm was over. They cut him loose, and he ripped the tongues out of all of his crew members for that. Wow. And then he changed the name of the ship to The Silence. <laughs> so literally, his ship is The Silence, and everybody's mute on it. Wow. There's all kinds of rumors and stuff like that within the book, like mythology of like how crazy the ship is. They use... These certain witches to keep the sails always blowing no matter what direction they go into. I mean, he's Euron's way cooler than they show on the show, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what the mute thing is is because of that. So just a clarification there. But yeah, so he he's bringing back the Golden Company. The Golden Company we talked about before a little bit. Mm-hmm. They were founded by a, a rebellion uh, bastard of the Targaryen family, mm-hmm. and they're made up of all exiles from Westeros. So they all have a tie to Westeros. They're from Essos because that's where they've been doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But and they're being paid by the Iron Bank, but they are all Westerosian, yeah. and they're led by Targaryens typically. They're led right now by Harry Strickland, but they're normally led by Targaryens. And it's just a mercenary yeah, army. They, yeah, they call yeah. them swords, but they're really mercenaries. Mm. Uh, Jorah Mormont. Little side note: Jorah Mormont. Before he got with the uh, Daenerys and Viserys, he was with these guys. Oh, okay. He was a member because he was an exiled, and he went over there to serve with them. Hmm. Um, one thing that I thought was funny was the joke about the elephants. Yeah. Which is kind of a joke mm-hmm. about production because the whole time we haven't seen ghosts, we haven't seen direwolves on the show That's because true. all the money went to dragons. Yeah, and so it was like, what you guys can't do elephants now? So it's kind of a nice <laughs> little production joke. Like, yeah. look, the budget, we're bringing ghosts in eventually. 
Now we can we could barely afford the dragons and goes don't yeah. ask for dra- elephants now yeah. so that's kind of the joke right there because normally they do have elephants in their in their ranks. <laughs> uh, we see Cersei and Euron hook up, which I don't even think she likes him at all. No, yeah, it's just such a weird. She's kind of putting up with him because I think she's really running out of tricks, running out of straws to grab yeah. at. So she's like, well, I got this guy who's over here, you know, begging for attention. Maybe if I just keep him on the hook a little bit longer, I can get more power, get what I need. But yeah, she realizes she's running out of out of avenues to gain power I yeah that's what it is so these are just real quick these scenes are a little bit out of order right here but this is story-wise makes most sense that we talk about you're on yeah and her no, i get it okay um and then another important little thing that happens it's kind of small but it's super important i think is on the way out he says i'm gonna put a prince in you and yeah. she almost tears up at that do you think that means she lost the baby oh i don't know because she was supposed to be pregnant with jamie's baby and she kind of had looked like she was tearing up from that hmm that's a good question i didn't think about it that way I just assumed she was still pregnant or still crazy enough to think she was pregnant, but maybe that gave her hope that, oh my God, maybe I can be a mother again. Right. There's a theory that she actually wasn't pregnant this whole time, Mm -hmm. you know, but I thought, I wonder if it's going to come up that she lost the baby. Like she'll have a confrontation with Jamie and then say like, I lost our child or something like that. Cause that's what she lives for normally Yeah, is for her children. But she's getting old too. So, and she was happy that the wall went down when the dead came down. So, so it's kind of like she doesn't have anything to lose anymore. So she wants chaos, as much chaos as possible. Well, I think she wants all of her enemies to die. She doesn't realize that as they die, they yeah. become an unstoppable army. <laughs> right, it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. So anyway, so that was a little something. I think that might come come back later on. Uh, we see that Braun is back. I'm happy anytime Braun's on screen. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's enjoying his wealth, we see, with right. the ladies. Three prostitutes, not bad. <laughs> or whatever you would call Whatever them. you... He is ordered by Cersei, and one of the most screwed up things you can do, yeah. he's ordered by Cersei to use <laughs> to use the crossbow that Tyrion used to kill Tywin Lannister, her father. Yeah, so it was Joffrey's crossbow, right? That it's he was, jo- yeah. He was torturous with. He was a... a not torturous, but... It was a douchebag with it already. That was right. when we first seen it. But the reason Cersei wants it used is because it was used to kill Tywin Lannister. Yeah. So she wants that crossbow used to kill Tyrion Lannister yeah. and Jaime Lannister. Yeah. So she's telling Bronn to kill yeah. Jaime or Tyrion or both if either of them survive the war in the north. She just wants them dead. Yeah, to make yeah. sure they... So, and this is a huge character moment for Bronn. Bronn, yeah. This whole time he's all been about money, and but he kind of breaks here and there for both Tyrion and Jaime. He likes yeah. them both. And so right now it's basically, okay, so here's, here's my question to you. What would Cersei give him if he went through with this? I, I mean, she's going to, the world, I mean, he could take any castle he wants. I don't think there, I don't think she has enough power to exchange for any life right now. Well, in her perfect world where she wins the, the Iron Throne and all, she's still fighting for the Iron Throne. Everybody else is trying to survive, right? Yeah. So if she wins, she thinks she gets the Iron Throne and, and all the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. What does she give to Bronn? Then, like you're saying, he could pick whatever kingdom he wants to be king of. I think, I mean, it has to be the level of, like, you're in charge of all the South kind of thing. Like like how yeah. Ned was the Warden of the North. Yeah. I think she would give Bronn, like, Warden of the South just because nobody wants to be Warden of the North. <laughs> yeah. Not a Northern. Yeah. The Northerns are cool with it, but otherwise it's a downgrade because it's yeah. cold up there. But I think he would take the South. Yeah. Or just tons of gold and you know what you don't have to be a lord or nothing you just be wealthy you be our, our I, yeah. manager i think he wants his castle he's been asking for a castle from jamie in season seven so i yeah. think he wants a castle it's all about which one yeah maybe maybe the twins maybe i don't know something big it's got to be huge mm-hmm. so we'll have to see nobody wants heron hall anymore that's a cursed one but yeah no. so anyway so yeah he's headed south um then we see uh theon rescues yara i really didn't like this scene what'd you think of that scene yeah it was it was disappointing i mean i, I like that she punched him in the face knocked him to the ground you know yeah quick response to that brings one. him back up but 
Um, to me, it felt like they were kind of like writing the Greyjoys off, like they did with the Dorne storyline. Yeah, like I wanted to see more out of like, that. Like, yeah, like that was probably the last time we'll ever see the two of them. And that's I kinda... mean, we'll, we'll see Theon. He's headed to Winterfell to help out. Oh yeah, that's true. But so, you know, I just wanted yeah, to see the, more of the Yara. I really like Yara as a character. There's not going to be any more ship battles or basically is what we're hearing. Any Greyjoys, pretty much. Yeah. In in Yara's defense, it was a good point saying that they need a place to retreat to, and yeah. they can't get to the Greyjoys Islands. Yeah. So that part makes sense. It's just that I mean, it's just a shame. I really liked I really liked the Iron Fleet and everything like that. And basically, now we're not seeing it anymore. And the the dead were able to take a dragon. I'm sure they can hop on a boat. And no, uh, yeah, they can't do that. Or otherwise, they would have gone around the wall a long time ago. They can't like take a boat from pirates and uh, ideally they can't go on the water. The idea is they can't go on the ocean because they yeah, would have gone. I mean, walk. they would have gone from Hardhome right there during that battle. They would have just hopped the boat and then gone out there or froze the water and walked on it. Mm. They just can't do that. That's crazy. It's one of those rules, you know how they. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be rules out there, so there's one of those. Right. I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of like writing them off. I didn't care for it too much. Yeah. A uh, real quick thing that people should know: "What is dead may never die" is a saying they said back to each other back and forth. Yeah. That is the motto of House Greyjoy, mm -hmm. and it is from their baptism ceremony where they drown somebody purposely and yeah. then resurrect, or they, you know, chest compressions, chest compression, bringing them back so that they died and then they'll never die again because yeah. they already died. Um, so that's their house model. It's also in reference, you know, she's basically saying like, you're going to go up there, but the, the dead yeah. coming don't die. Cause what is she, she whispers in his ear, but kill him anyways. Yeah. What is dead when may never die. But yeah. She whispers, but so kill it's kind of like an understanding him. that Theon's going to, to die. Yeah. That's the idea. But I do like, cause he's been on this path after being reek and then trying to slowly gain respect. He's been on this path of resurrection or redemption. And John, you know, in the end of season seven gave him a, uh, past pretty much or, or right his a little bit of forgiveness yeah yeah gave him forgiveness uh, so now finally we see you know he saves his sister after being a douchebag and abandoning her and now she gives him permission you know you don't owe me anything you just go and you know fight with the Starks because I know that's what you want to do like go yeah, defend yeah. them because you owe them so much it almost feels too like the last Starks coming home in a small way to yeah. me when I was when I was because I watched it you know twice the second time I was watching it, like, it kind of feels like he's a last Stark kid yeah coming home He's just because, like, uh, not to cut, sorry, not to cut you off. Yeah. The moment when she's like, "I need you to go back and help me create a retreat area for them," this the look on his face is like almost tearing up, and he says, "Whatever you're my queen, whatever you say, I'll do." Yeah. But he's like so wanting to defend his home, basically Winterfell. Yeah. That you're like, oh, that's old school Theon wanting to go back to serve with John. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just felt and, really good. And to see. I'd like to see just a little bit more redemption out of him because you know he's still not back to where he was. He hasn't earned any respect. He's just you know, uh, been forgiven. Yeah. But it'd be good to see him go out and just full on put his neck on the line and probably die defending the people who he'd betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah I don't, there's not a people, a lot of people are going to survive this. He'll yeah. definitely <laughs> be one of them. Yeah. Uh, we see just real quick, Davos, Tyrion and, and Varys are talking about how can we, you know, make these two basically get together and create an honorable, uh, the line used is from Davos, who Davos is the best, um, a just woman and an honorable man, mm -hmm. you know, as the two people leading mm -hmm. all when the seven kingdoms. When they're overseeing John and Daenerys talking in the field. Yeah. yeah. And, and th that trio right there, I want them to make all the decisions. <laughs> I love that trio. It's so good. Yeah. So. Um, you wouldn't bring Sansa into the mix? Sansa doesn't have compassion at all. She's just <laughs> smart, which is Littlefinger, you know, and it's seriously. So you got to be careful. Mm. You need the compassion that Varys has and stuff like that and Davos and stuff, you know. I uh, one line that Davos just I know I don't want to get too distracted, but Davos last season said, Oh, don't listen to me, all I did was ever get old or something like that. <laughs> so it was just kind of a cool line. 
Um, and then we see uh, the big next moment. This is a huge moment. Is John rides Regal, uh, the the one of the dragons, mm-hmm. and uh, this is one of the theories we had checked off, already done. Yep. It was kind of a wild ride, but he got the hang of it. What was what was miraculous was the fact that he was just able to mount the dragon, except well, he for the fact that Targaryen. Yeah. yeah, that now we know he's you know Targaryen. Yeah, it looks like he could steer by turning or moving the spe- uh, uh, spikes on his back. Probably, yeah. I think that's how they kind of like a horse. You kind of pull one way, they feel it, and they'll respond. Very sensitive spikes, the big dragons. But you know, <laughs> I just kind of, when I was like. And he does not have control because he actually lands him in a specific spot. Yeah. So, yeah, because I didn't realize until later that he led Danny to that spot. It was yeah. his old hunting grounds, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's so, kind of cool. It, it shows that he can control the dragon, which is also another hint to the Targaryen. Yeah. I mean, we all know the Targaryen bloodline, but they're just really kind of laying down that, that work. Yeah. Um, it was it was a really cool moment. Yeah. So we go to the next one, and uh, Ger- uh, Gendry, Arya, and the Hound are all reuniting. Mm-hmm. I liked that the Hound wasn't soft at all on her. Yeah. <laughs> Colder, was it like a cold bitch or something like that? Yeah. Something. Classic <laughs> Hound line. But that was his, his I, I, I'm happy to see you again kind of line, you know, so yeah. that was cool. And it's good um, to see her and Gendry, you know, see each other, because they haven't seen each other since she escaped from the maybe? beginning, right? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. They were flirting it up, which is kind of cool. You know, we, we want to see them happy, so that was good. Yeah. Then she has him making something. Yeah. So on, uh, to me, what it looks like, because we see it, it comes into two pieces, but it looks like a harpoon with dragon glass on the end of it. Okay. Which I would imagine is to take out the undead dragon now. Yeah. Is I've been it, looking at that. I've been looking at theories that have been coming out out of it already. A lot of people, of course, already throwing up theories. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from uh, Charlie of Emergency Awesome says that he thinks it's a spear because she uses a spear to fight a lot with. Oh, okay. scratches. A spear with her dagger on the on top of it, like she can oh, put okay. the dagger on the spear. I don't agree with that. I think it is like some sort of harpoon. So, and maybe she's having it made for herself so she can battle with it and be killing with it and stuff like that. Even though it seemed kind of big for her, but I I would like to see at some point John flying by on the dragon and she throws it to him and then he flies near Viserion and is able to pierce it mid flight. I like or, well, or yeah. jump with it and I can't wait for dragon on dragon fight. Yeah, but I think it might be she's creating the ballista that they had down south. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for Viserion coming up, so she might be thinking of like ballistas. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see something really cool at her. I mean, of course, it'd be cool if she launched up somehow. <laughs> she could be thinking like the Night's King and just throw the spear at at yeah. the, uh, the dragon like oh, the Night's God. King can. She's the only one I think could. Yeah, but she's amazing. She might be able to do it. You know, she's got the the strength for it. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that, Brienne that, can. That's us thinking. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Brienne. That's a lot of power, even then. Yeah. Uh, then real quick we see Sans and John are talking. It's mostly just increasing the drama that's yeah. there. That's not a big deal uh, about him abandoning his crown. So we'll just go right past that. Yeah. The real big deal was Sam meeting Danny for the first time. Yeah. What'd you think of that scene? That was uh, well. I mean, I think it was wasn't really critical. wasn't necessary, but I think it was good to see. Um, it was kind of heartbreaking the way you know you see Sam was excited to see her, nervous, or scared, or whatever. But then he finds out, you know, that his his dad and brother were both yeah. murdered yeah. by, or you know, put to death for, for not bending the knee to her. Yeah, and he had no clue. He he at first hears that his dad had died, and then he's like, oh, well, it's okay that my brother, you know, will welcome me back when when I go home. And she's like, oh no, your your brother was there with him. Yeah. So that was kind of heartbreaking. Uh, but then we see right from there that he goes out uh, and finds Bran. Yeah. yeah. And Bran tells him, we both know pretty much uh, of John's parentage. Uh, yeah. And then uh, 
I think Sam was telling him, well, you should tell him. And Bran's like, no, no, that's not my place. You need to tell him. You're more his brother than I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then so he goes and right from there, right? Right. To find John. So one big important thing that, that transitions between all three of these quick, quick scenes mm-hmm. is the fact that Dan and Dave, which are the two uh, producers and directors of this show, of the show and in, specifically this episode, they're doing all six episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Anyways, um, they wanted Sam angry enough to tell John the truth. And oh, they wanted okay. to give him. We talked. We they, they mentioned it after the episode. They did like a little one-off yeah. little thing. Yeah. That was the purpose behind that scene, which it was almost kind of. I didn't think that Sam should have gotten that angry. He did love his brother, but yeah. his daddy couldn't give a shit about. Two miles with you. Yeah. So and I I wish they kind of played that open openly more. Yeah. Because like you're saying, it doesn't make much sense that he cares. He should have been a little bit relieved or kind of joked about his dad being dead. Like, oh, finally yeah. now when I go home. Me and my brother can truly celebrate and then find out, oh, wait, my brother died. And then be heartbroken from that. Right. It was, he was just so heartbroken. I don't know. It seemed like almost too much. That's the hard part. And yeah. But they needed him to be to where he wanted to make sure John, so, for truth. the next scene. So yeah. so he yeah. goes to Bran, which was needed because they had to have that in, in a situation where the two of them talked for a second. Yeah. But I really like the scene we get after that is uh, Sam goes down to the crypts where John is talk, uh, looking onto his... To Ned Stark. Um, <laughs> and it's just, the crypts are super important to the Starks. Mm-hmm. And even Sam's not supposed to be down there. Yeah. So he even mentions that when he gets down there. But one of the two seem like it is so, it's it's my favorite reunion of the whole show. of an episode full of reunions is John and Sam seeing each other. And mm-hmm. just like, that is truly the brothers now. They're truly yeah. best friends. And, and they hug it out and everything like that. Sam question or they start talking and stuff like that and sam's saying like did you hear what danny did to my family and john's mm-hmm. like wow you know it's terrible and stuff like that john's really taking it hard but not he understands the situation like they didn't bend the knee basically yeah, he's like he said something like i've executed men that were unloyal or something like that right yeah and and then so sam's argument is is no you're the king of the of the because he's saying that she would have been compassionate she's not compassionate you would have been compassionate mm-hmm. and he's saying i wouldn't have, i'm not king and then he says, no, you have been king this whole time. Yeah. You're king of the seven kingdoms. Yeah. And one thing I really liked that Dan and Dave also mentioned was during that explanation of why you're the king of the seven kingdoms, your mother is Lyanna Stark, yeah. your father's uh, Rhaegar Targaryen, uh, Rhaegar Targaryen, sorry, not the dragon. And uh, while they're talking, they left the shot on John for the most part. Yeah. Instead of cutting to Sam while he's talking, yeah. it was John's emotion, his response while yeah. Sam was talking. The reason for that is it's information we know, we just don't know the reaction to it yet. Yeah. So it wasn't important that we saw Sam's face. Yeah. Normally when you have a dialogue scene, you cut back and forth between the two faces. This one was mostly John. Yeah. So this is but, the moment we've been waiting forever. I like his reaction too. It's very like, oh my God, like off, on shot kind of without well, yeah. being overreacting. But One thing I thought was interesting is John, well, it was just a way to cope with it. John yeah. gets in Sam's face and he's saying, you're saying that Ned, my father, yeah. has been lying to me all my life. Yeah. And then Sam makes sure to say, I'm saying your father. So still referring to Ned as your father because he raised you, yeah. which I'm really glad that's just put in cement. Okay, done. We all agree, agree with that, but we need to make sure the characters agree with that too. Mm-hmm. Like us as fans know that, yeah, Ned's still your father. No, he did that to save your life because Robert would have killed you instantly if he yeah. saw that you were Targaryen. God. So I really like that we got so many, like yeah. as fans, we're just like, oh, so much relief being brought off of us yeah. right now. So John's contest is, oh, so you're saying my dad was a bad guy. Right. He was a liar. And Ned and uh, Sam. Sam's like, no, he's not a liar. He was actually taking you yeah. in, disobeying his wife, making his and family- his king. <laughs> yeah, make, yeah, making his family uncomfortable, having this strange kid in the house. And making it sound like he was an adult or cheating on his wife while he was at war, doing all this to save your life. And the most honorable thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, just oh, really cool. I really like that. Like, 
Oh, it was just such a good back and forth. Yeah. Probably the best scene of the episode. Mm-hmm. And of, of a so many good scenes. So yeah. It was really, really cool. And it's just really great. So then basically the last scene, the last thing we need to talk about is Jamie comes to Winterfell and we see that little look from Bran and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Jamie's looking quite a bit older. I think it was a rough ride up from the south. So yeah. there's that. He's got cut out for the for the snow for the winter. <laughs> yeah. But that was a huge reunion because mm-hmm. we saw that, you know, Brand has been saying that I'm waiting for my friend. That's why he's been sitting out in the cold this whole time. He's yeah, like, oh, I'm waiting yeah, for yeah. a friend. I'm waiting for a friend. Yeah. That's the friend he was waiting for. I totally forgot about Jamie showing up. Yeah. That was a huge surprise to me. And it was just like, so what, what do you think? This whole thing. What do you think they're going to have to say when we get into the next episode? I, okay. So I think, I think Brand's going to have to forgive Jamie. Yeah. Right. And although, I mean, Brand, of course, is going to forgive him. That's me. Because it's, it's reason he's the he's the three-eyed raven now. Yeah. Um, but I think that's going to release a lot of pressure on Jamie so that he can perform at his best. Yeah. Because going up to, and we see next season, next episode is going to be really rough for him. He's going up there with so much doubt and so much like worrisome while he's going up there. Mm-hmm. He's trying to become a good knight. You know, he's trying to get in that white book. Yeah. Um, and I think that getting forgiveness from Bran is going to be a huge step for him in that direction. Yeah. And the, their two reaction when he pushed him out of the tower was the start of this whole mess. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a good wrap up for the politics part of the season. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm really happy to see Jamie back. I can't wait for that interaction. Mm-hmm. Jamie being back is very very important for everybody around. Actually, I think he's going to be the leader of the actual military force. So. And I wonder if Bran will give him maybe because he's waiting for him, like you're saying probably to forgive him. But I wonder if he maybe has a bit of tactical information that he wants to give him. Like you're saying, if he's going to be leading. Well, there's a reason uh, Bran was waiting for him. Yeah. I think Jamie's actually super important. Yeah. For something. So he's got to be, yeah, giving him some green seer insight that we don't know yet. Yeah. I, and I wonder almost the important thing was that Jamie needed to be forgiven. Yeah. Maybe that's So it. maybe that's what was so important that he needed to make sure that Jamie understands that you're good, man. Hmm. I don't know. Or that what you did is what made me the three eyed raven. Yeah. You actually, <laughs> Jamie pushing him out could have been the thing that saves the Night King so many yeah. years ago because it could have been up to, it could be up to Bran. It's everything. It could be up to Brandon built the wall. I mean, like, yeah. that thing could have been actually a pretty huge splash in the water. And just, I mean, the fact that Jamie has changed so much from the person he was, you know, and losing his hand and now turning on his sister and, like, all this different stuff. So it's like he's such a better person than he was. I hope, hopefully, I mean, we know Brand's been able to see his whole path. So hopefully yeah. he will retell it to him and show him how he's changed, that he doesn't need to carry these burdens anymore. That he's not a Kingslayer anymore. Oh, God. That word right there, if you could say that, would be really nice. Yeah. That'd be good. But getting us on to the next next subject. So oh, we'll, we'll just finish things up here. <laughs> so you think the episode yeah. did really well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I like it was a good it. episode. I think it was, it was a solid intro to the season. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for some action. It looks like we're going to get a next episode. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it was a really good episode. So mm-hmm. getting into next week's episode, mm-hmm. talking about what we've seen so far. Um, Jamie is is being confronted by Daenerys. Yeah. And one thing that, again, is something that we just kind of forget because there's so many things to forget in the show <laughs> is Jamie's called Kingslayer because he killed Daenerys' dad. Yeah. And so D- Danny's talking about how, like, me and my brother would talk about what we would do to the guy who killed our father. And, you know, he's always been hated. Uh, Jamie has a lot of crimes to answer for. Kingslayer. He's betrayer to the Starks for the most part in every freaking way. Yeah. He's in the middle of Winterfell when he's being accused of all these things. Mm. So it could be Bran that saves him and all that. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe right from that scene where, where he makes eye contact with Bran, that might be right when Daenerys finds him and says, oh my God, why would you show yeah. your face here? And then starts li- listing all this stuff out. And then Bran would, would redeem him with his knowledge and, and explain why he had to do what he did to make 
Yeah. Full circle of the prophecy or something like that. It might be a moment, too, that buries Tyrion farther down. If Tyrion steps up to try to defend him, uh, when he's already... They, yeah. Jamie's already coming with the news that the Lannister army's not coming. So don't. So now Tyrion looks bad. Yeah. And then if Tyrion tries to step in to defend his brother, like, dude, know your time and place. <laughs> Both of you guys going to get tied to a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trial by combat, he's going to pick you to fight for him, man. Don't, don't know <laughs> nothing right now. Yeah. Uh, they don't have trial by combat in the North. That's a Southern thing. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a... Uh, Religion of the Sevens, the old gods don't have travel combat. So. They have beheadings. They have, beheadings. <laughs> yeah. they have beheadings as long as you're the one swinging the sword. Okay, and then we see drama's escalating between Danny and Sansa. Mm-hmm. I think this is just something that's going to have to escalate. We have to get the kind of cleared out of the way, and it'll be fine. Yeah. I, to me, it's kind of whatever. I really don't care about this. Yeah, because they have to play out that little that little social dynamic between yeah. the two, the power struggle or whatever. There's going to be uh, a moment where they see the respect in each other. Yeah. Like, they see each other's value is what I mean. Yeah. You know, so I think that's just, that's just coming. Mm-hmm. And, you know... One line that was earlier on in the show we forgot to mention of this episode where uh, they're talking about how like there's such lack of food and how we're gonna feed all these people. Yeah. And then she says, "Well, what do even dragons eat?" And then Daenerys <laughs> says, "Whatever they want." Yeah, I love that because it's like it, she asks that so seriously, like you know, we don't know how to manage this many people and blah blah blah, and we got all these armies to feed and and dragons. What do dragons even eat? And he gets quiet, and then she looks over at Daenerys and she's like, "Whatever they want," <laughs> yeah, something like so that. Great. Like, that's like damn that's true they can come in here and eat your ass if you if they yeah, want to do yeah. they don't give a shit who's gonna stop them exactly um which which is another sign we saw that in last season is sansa's really good at actually running the castle yeah she's excellent at it she mm-hmm. does really good about that so i'm excited to see more of that yeah oh uh, well winterfell continues to make melee weapons uh getting ready for, or make weapons sorry uh for the battle to come one mm-hmm. thing we see is lord mormont pulls out a sword and i made sure to rewind to watch it again it's a black sword Oh, so really? it's probably a dragon glass sword. Oh wow! I can't wait to see that thing. That's gonna be awesome. So dragon glass does shatter though, right? If it's yeah, but they against... don't. They, it, they don't need it to be like. Yeah. It's only for one army. I mean, yeah. it's only one one villain that they need to kill with it. Yeah. So yeah, it's something that they can't use on each other. Yeah. Which is probably a good thing, you know. <laughs> but um, and so I'm thinking like a, a an axe or a dagger or something like that would be great. But a sword, you think you swing that against another sword, it's gonna shatter. But yeah. But maybe it'll last a little while. And then we see Arya shooting an arrow while she's saying, Death, it's got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. Mm. So I think she's talking about the Night's King. Yeah. And I think she's practicing shooting arrows. It looks like she's in the crypts when she's doing it. But I really like the idea of her practicing shooting arrows because she's mentioned it before. And in the first episode, she did it a lot. Mm-hmm. Where she used to shoot arrows a lot when Bran and John and, and Robert used to do it all the time. Yeah. Or Rob. So it's kind of cool to see that she's, she's probably the best archer of all of them now. Yeah. She's just a badass now. So it's just really cool to see her doing that. And then we see the battle, the beginning of the battle for the of Winterfell. So, this huge battle of Winterfell is gonna be the first big battle. We're either seeing the beginning of the full thing next episode. I think we'll see in the beginning of it because mm-hmm. we saw a lot of loose ends to tie up. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be a great episode next next week. I can't wait. This one was awesome. I can't wait for the next one. I'm stoked. Uh, I hope we see Ghost. Yeah. I haven't seen Ghost yet. Mira Reed, I'd like for her to come. In Nymeria, where did she go? She Nymeria's still out there. She's just chilling out there somewhere. So yeah, I mean. Winners come. She's got to be heading north with her pack. I'm sure in the middle of the battle they're going to jump in too. Yeah, I like to think cool. that there's a big battle and she's like, I think we're going to get a lot of that. Like we got yeah. with the veil two seasons ago, yeah. where things are going bad and all of a sudden they just run in and save the day. Yeah, uh, everybody from every direction is just going to be pushing north and do what they can. Yeah, hopefully. Cool. And then you got this new crazy army. I think, I don't know. I, we got to figure out what happens with Cersei too. There's oh, a whole other thing out there yeah. too. Oh god, I don't know. Yeah, so we know that's the other big battle. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like, can we just let the dead pass through real quick? Yeah. And take out them and then come back and we'll fight them. We'll fight them stronger. stronger. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So that's going to do, uh, do it for us. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.